Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to The Heart. Y'all, I'm so glad you're here this morning. My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here at The Heart. And uh, before we get going into the message, um, I want to kind of invite you to do something, um, maybe challenge you to do something uh, if you haven't already done something like this. So most of you, if maybe not all of you here in this room right now uh, or listening to this, um, are here because someone invited you or someone shared some information about the heart before or you you heard about the heart obviously you heard about the heart somewhere but there's something powerful about sharing what is helping you grow in your faith or helping you grow as a person so i want to i want to challenge you you don't have to take the challenge um but this week, I want you to share uh, the Heart podcast with somebody. Share the Heart's YouTube with somebody. Maybe a particular message that you found to be helpful. Uh, and what that does is, first of all, kind of activate something in you, right, where you're, you're, you're sharing something that matters to you. And what it also does is it helps invite someone in into your life, right? It helps give someone a glimpse into your life and your journey of faith. And that's really how we're all going to grow. That's kind of the goal of us meeting together on Sundays, right? We don't need to be here on Sundays. I can record a video and you can watch it whenever you want throughout the week. We choose to be here on Sunday because there's something powerful about being together, being in community, and experiencing it together. So that's my challenge for you this week is to share maybe a particular message or just the website in general with someone uh, and see, uh, see how it could impact somebody's life. Somebody in here right now is here because the heart was shared with them and now it's something that's a part of their routine or, or, or they're, they're serving here on Sundays or whatever happens to be. So uh, I want to challenge you with that this week to experience the power of that, uh, of that invitation. Now, we are starting a brand new series today called FOMO, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, It's something I experience almost 24 hours a day. Uh, So I'm really, really excited to talk about it. And if you don't know, I'll probably say this at least once at the beginning of every message in this series, is FOMO means, stands for fear of missing out right? You have the fear of missing out on something, whatever that happens to be. And we'll, we'll take a few weeks in this series looking at the different ways that you and I experience FOMOs, experience this fear of missing out. And I'm not your psychologist or your counselor, so I'm not going to walk you through all of the negative effects it has on your mental health and show you how to fix all of those. But I do want to talk about all of the different ways that the fear of missing out can affect our faith can affect where we're going in our faith, where we want to go in our faith. So as I was, you know, as we were getting ready for for this this series, kind of thinking through fear of missing out, it is easily, and and I I say that almost jokingly, a little bit tongue-in-cheek that I experience it 24 hours a day, because here's all of the times that I experience FOMO. If I'm on social media, okay, tell me if you're like this, uh, I'm scrolling and I see someone at the beach, and I'm like, oh man, I would love to go to I want to go. And I hate the beach. I mean, I don't hate it, but I would never choose to go to the beach over 
many other destinations. But if I see someone, it looks like they're having a great time at the beach, or it's a couple of my friends at the beach, I'm like, oh, I should have gone on that beach trip, even though I didn't want to, and the timing didn't work, and they asked me if I wanted to go, and I said no, or I didn't have you know, the money for the trip, I didn't have the time off, or whatever it is. Even if all of those things happened, if I see the photo and people are having a good time, I'm like, oh, I should be there. I'll fly. I'll fly there real quick. I'll leave right now. I'm headed there right now. Stay there. No one smiling anything, laughing anything until I get there. That's how I feel. And this is, this is old-fashioned, so you, uh, maybe some of us can remember this, um, but there used to be a time, uh, if you, you, have, you got to go back in your time machine for this, when you wanted to watch something on TV, and it only was on when it was on, okay? So if you wanted to watch all nine seasons of Suits, you really had to commit for nine years to watch that show. Right? If you wanted to watch all nine seasons of The Office, you had to commit to nine years of watching that show, trying to remember what happened, keeping up with Jim and Pam. Now, if you have Peacock or you have Netflix or you have any, you know, all, the, all 14 streaming services, you can get through The Office in a weekend if you sacrifice sleep. So there used to be a time where you, 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 had to, you, you just had to watch what was on. Okay? I guess we kind of experience it now with sports, but even sports, you can record it and watch it at your leisure. But you used to have to like, okay, we're watching this channel right now. There wasn't any picture in picture. There wasn't watching it on your phone, you know? This is what we're watching. But what, what's on the other show? I used to play this game when I was a kid. I'd be watching something I wanted to watch, but there was also something I wanted to watch on the other channel. So every time a commercial would hit, I'd flip over to the other channel to watch that until a commercial hit there and go that. And I always had this low-level anxiety that I know now is called FOMO, but I always had this low-level anxiety of like, what am I missing over there? What could it be? <laughs> what could life be like if I made this other decision? And I think that is what is behind the fear of missing out. That's what's behind FOMO, is what could my life be like? What could my marriage be like? What could my parenting be like? What could my, my spiritual walk be like? What could my social life be like if I was just making this other decision? If I was just doing this other thing? So I don't know. I, I even feel this way for sleep. I feel like if I sleep too long, I'm missing out. So uh, at home, it's time for bed. You know, Amber, my wife, she's going to bed. She's like, you want to go to bed? I was like, I don't know. I might be missing something. Who knows the new YouTube videos that are being put out? I really should stay up and watch six or seven of them. Right? Or, or I, it's time to get up in the morning. Like, oh, I, there might, I might be missing something. I'm going to get up super quick. So I'm, I'm, I'm like this weird mix of like I'm a night owl and a morning person, and it, <laughs> my wife hates it, <laughs> Right? <laughs> She's, she's asleep for two hours before I get to bed and for two hours after I wake up on the weekends. So it's something that I experience all the time. And I, I know you're probably not like, just like me, that you don't have this like, oh, I wish I could go to this fun concert that, that these people went to. You might be perfectly happy saying, no, I'm, I'm fine at home. I made a decision to not go to this social event. I made a decision to not go to this thing, and I'm perfectly fine with that decision. So you don't have to experience FOMO in that sense. But like I was saying a moment ago, this, this idea of what could my life be like if I was making a different decision about this job, if I was making a different decision about this relationship, if I was making a different decision about my faith, that's where, that's where we can experience a little bit of that fear of missing out. 
Maybe it's a new, a new product. You don't want to get left behind, so you buy some new piece of technology, whatever it happens to be. And you didn't know you wanted it until everyone else in your family had it, and you got pressured into it. If you're the, if you're the green text bubble on a text thread, everyone's mad at you. It's only a matter of time until you're pressured into getting an iPhone. This fear of missing out. So I wanted to uh, uh, kind of explore a little bit that, uh, of that today, how that shows up in a particular story in the Bible. And you might be familiar with the story. We won't go into the story super in-depth because there's so much juice in this particular story. But uh, you might have heard it uh, known as the story of the prodigal son, Okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the juice of it, but it is a very deep story. So I would recommend reading it. It's in Luke chapter 15. It won't take you long to read, but it's got so much in it. We're going to focus on the prodigal son, the one brother who had some serious FOMO. He had some fear of missing out. So the story goes, there's two, there's a father and two sons. And one son, he decides that it is time for his share of his inheritance. Right? He's thinking, he's thinking, I- I'm missing out on so much being here at this boring farm working for my dad. Can you imagine what is out there? There's New York City. There's Los Angeles, Chicago, Seattle, Dallas, Austin. I could go to all of these places, but I'm stuck here at this farm with my dad. So watch what he goes. This is verse 13. I'll I'll read read 12 right before that, okay? The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estate that belongs to me? What a great question. So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Soon as he gets his inheritance, watch this. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far-off land where he soon washed, or sorry, wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. This guy knows how to party. And I want to hang out with this guy. <laughs> Have you ever felt like that? Like you get a little, maybe you get a bonus from work or something like that, and there's a little bit, there's a little pull in you, right? Let's get reckless. Let's make a reckless decision. Let's buy something that we have no business buying, that we didn't even know we needed until we saw an ad for it on Instagram, and somehow Instagram is listening to every single thought that you have, so you might as well spend the money because it's telling you that you need it, right? Is that just me? And so he says, okay, I, 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 I'm, missing, I'm missing something. So now that I have my share of the inheritance, I'm out of here. I'm going to go do something. I've been missing out on so much of life because I'm stuck. I'm seemingly stuck here. I'm missing out on so much of what the world has to offer because I'm stuck here with my dad. I'm stuck here with my family. I'm stuck here in this community. I'm stuck here in this small town. I'm stuck here in this marriage. I'm stuck here in this parenting cycle. I'm stuck here in this job. I'm missing out on so much because I'm stuck. So I'm going to get what's due to me, and I'm, I'm out of here. You probably won't ever see me again. God bless you all. I'll never be a farmer. I'm out of here. And then who knows, who knows what he blew all his money? Well, later on, his brother accuses him of using it for probably what we would uh, uh, equate to drugs and alcohol and that kind of partying. 
And so what I want to do is there's so much in that story. Okay, because what he does is he goes out and he parties and he does whatever he wants. Maybe it doesn't have to be partying, okay? Maybe, maybe some of my issues are coming out through this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing whatever you want, whenever you want. But then it's also like, well, I don't know if I want to do that because I'm missing this, so I'll go do this. Not necessarily because you want to, because you feel like you're missing out on it. Right? You make this purchase, not necessarily because you want to, it's because you felt like, you, you sometimes feel like, well, I've been budgeting for months and months and months. And I finally, I finally see something that I really want. So I'm just going to say, forget the budget, and I'm going to go buy this thing. And maybe it's not wise, maybe it is, but you're not making a decision because it's wise. You're making it because you're tired of missing out on this thing you never get to buy. You're tired of missing out on this thing you never get to do. You're tired of missing out on these things you never get to say. And so it kind of comes out of you. And so what happens is this son, he goes out and he, he parties, he does his thing, he lives extravagantly, he lives recklessly. And he gets to a point where he has used up all of his inheritance. He's used up everything. There's no money left. So now he has to get a job. So he goes to get a job and he knows how to do one thing for work and you guess what it is? It's being on the farm. So he goes to work at a farm and he's working in this lowly position. He's feeding the pigs. Sometimes he's sleeping with the pigs. He's stinky all the time. And he comes to his senses. He says, I, I really don't need to be here. The servants in my father's house live better than I'm living right now. You know what I should do? I'll just go back to my dad's house. And I know there's some shame because I took all my inheritance. So I'm not going to go back as his son. I'm going to go back as a servant. I want to work for my dad. I know, that I know the farm. I can probably get a job. I want to work there. I'll live better there. So he starts making his way back home. And I'm sure you can imagine all the kind of guilt and shame that would come with that trip back, you know, the long walk back. Not sure how to approach your dad. Not sure how to approach your mom. Not sure how to approach the situation. How sorry, you know, you, you can imagine how sorry he might be. So he starts heading that way. And the way the story goes, it's a beautiful story. The way the story goes is as soon as his dad... And usually in every parable that Jesus tells, if there's a father in the story, it represents God, okay? As soon as his dad sees him on the way, this is the son that took all his inheritance, lived recklessly, spent it all, wasted it all, and has the nerve to come back. As soon as he sees him coming down, coming down the road, he runs out to meet him, throws his arms around him, welcomes him home, brings him into the house, Gives him his best clothes, washes him up, puts jewelry on him. Says, we're going to throw a big party. Bring out the fattest calf, the best wine. We are going to celebrate because my son has come home. In fact, that's verse 32 I want to read to you. Verse 32 says, it's only right to celebrate like this. It's only right to celebrate like this and be overjoyed because this brother of yours was once dead and gone, but now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he is found. He was lost, but now he is found. See, cause what I see here is I see two different versions of FOMO. Right? Or, or maybe you could call it coming to your senses. But each time, each time this son who experiences this, 
and I, and, and I can relate to this, and I hope you can too, is each time this son experiences this, he's working through and trying to understand what he wants. And that's my question for you today with a short time we have left together. What do you want? What do you value? And maybe sometimes what you want and what you value are not the same thing. I can see that in the story of this son, right, the prodigal son. I'll tell you what he wanted. He wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. He wanted to leave whenever he wanted to leave, to spend whatever he wanted to spend, to hang out with whoever he wanted to hang with. That's what he wanted. But if we follow the story to the end, it doesn't seem like that's what he valued. Because in the end, he didn't really come back for a job, or maybe he did, but that wasn't what was waiting for him. Home is what was waiting for him. Acceptance was what was waiting for him. Love is what was waiting for him. Do you see that? In nowhere in this story does the father wait around for the son to apologize. Nowhere in this story is God going to hold back and wait, well, let's see how sorry you are. Show me your level of contrition, and then I'll decide if you can come back into the house. There was no time for apology because the father was too busy planning the party to celebrate his son coming back. And so I have a, I have a few things that I wrote down for you that I, that I, I hope can help you get a, get, a, get a handle on how this FOMO is not just an idea of scrolling on Instagram and somebody's at a party that you wish you could be at, how it's much, it can be much deeper than that. So the first one is this, obsessing over what you're missing is the best way to miss out on what God's doing right now. Obsessing over what you're missing. And I, I promise y'all, this message today, I'm really just preaching it to myself. I don't even know if this can help you. Obsessing over what you're missing is the best way to miss what God's doing right now. If you're thinking about what else you could be doing, right, there used to be a joke back, like when I said when you were watching TV and you could watch one channel at a time, there used to be a joke, and the joke was people don't want to know what's on TV, they want to know what else is on TV. And I think sometimes we approach our life that way maybe our friends that way, we approach our plans that way, we approach money that way. We can approach our faith that way. What else can God be doing? There's so many stories here in the Bible of people who were so focused on what else God could be doing for them, what else they wanted God to do for them, that they were missing what God was doing right now. They're missing what God is doing, is working through them, how God is working through the people in their life. And so this, this son, he thought he was missing something that he wanted. And when he got to where he wanted, he knew that he was missing something that he valued. And my hope for you with this series, this message for sure, maybe for this series, is that when this type of emotion comes up, this type of, this, this type of FOMO, this type of fear of missing out, what I hope that does for you 
is to remind you, to bring, you uh, to bring an awareness to you, to decide. You get to decide. Okay, this sounds like it would be fun, and maybe it is, and maybe that's the decision. But there's, there's one thing to instinctively make a decision out of FOMO like this son did, right? I want my inheritance, I want a brand new car, and I'm, I'm out of here. Seems instinctive, seems like it was done recklessly, and it was, that's what he said. But what if, what if something like that comes up, that, that, that experience you start to have, and you say, okay, this is an opportunity for me to decide, is this what I want to do, is this what I value? Because there are times where I don't have plans for something, or I already have, uh, or there are already plans, and something comes up, and if I decide that would be something I would want to do or maybe would need to do or would be wise to do, whatever it is, I have the conversations with people in my life. Hey, I know we had plans for this, but I might do this. That's, that's an awareness that I want, I want to have. It doesn't always happen that way, <laughs> rarely. Another thing I wrote down for y'all is this. FOMO creates space. Okay, FOMO creates a space where we are never satisfied with where we are, only where we could be. And how this shows up in our faith, or, or maybe I can just tell you how it shows up in mine, how it potentially could show up in yours is, is if we're never, never satisfied with where we are, only where we could be in our faith, only where we could be in our prayer. Sometimes if we see someone who seems to be better at spirituality than us, they probably go to church more than me. They probably know more of the Bible than me. They probably listen to more Christian music than me or however, however you in your mind measure your faith. If we're not careful, we'll let it create that space where we're never satisfied, where we can't be satisfied because there's always something else that could be happening. Like I said with that first one, the longer we let that space be there, the longer we let that space where we are never satisfied, we're not satisfied with where we are, then we are absolutely missing out on what God is doing and working on in our life right now. So the last thing I want to share with you is this. You fight the fear of missing out by being honest about what you want. That's the way. That's the way to fight the fear of missing out, by being honest about what you want. Being honest about what you want in your faith. Being honest about what you want in your marriage, in your relationships. Being honest about what you want in your parenting, in your friendships. Being honest about what you want when it comes to your career. Being honest about what you value Understanding the difference between what you want and what you value. Because you don't have to be, you don't have to be someone like me who ha always has this fear of missing out and always, you know, double books weekends and make sure there's always something fun and exciting going on. You don't have to be an extrovert to be someone who experiences the fear of missing out. If you've ever thought, I wish I could be this far in my faith, or this far in my relationship. I wish I could be smarter about this. I wish I could be wiser here. I wish I could be better with money. If you've ever thought 
that you wish you could be somewhere that you're not there quite yet, then you are in a little bit of danger of experiencing this fear of missing out. And too much of this, too much of these little tiny dangers can add up and create an anxiety in us that could lead us to even walk away from our faith because it's too stressful to be a part of it. So I want us to be aware of when that happens, when those things come up, when we experience that and let that be, let that be the trigger for you to review what you want, for you to review what you value. And so like we can be like this son here where if there are things that we want to do, then we get to decide, is that what I really want? Because I know what I value, right? I know that I value acceptance, that I value love, that I value home, that I value this unconditional love that we can experience through God, through the people around us. If we know that's what we value, that will help us decide what we really want. I hope you get an opportunity, I truly do, I hope you get an opportunity this week to experience that fear of missing out. And maybe, maybe, you, maybe it's the first time you'll experience it. Now that we've kind of talked about it, it'll be top of the head. You'll probably get, a, you'll probably get an ad on Instagram this afternoon, experiencing FOMO. I hope you experience it this week just so it gives you the chance to reflect on what you value, on what you want, what you decide to do moving forward with your faith, with your relationships, with your job. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. That's how I want. I want my faith to grow. That's why we do this, right? That's why we have these conversations. That's why we, that's why we do this week in and week out because we are trying to grow our faith, explore our faith. And even something like this, even something like wishing you were somewhere you weren't, wishing you were doing something that you're not, wishing you could experience something that you're not experiencing, even that, even that, if we let it, can grow our faith. If you could close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads, I want to pray with you and for you this morning. God, we are grateful to be a part of a community where we can be in the mess of our life and still move forward together. God, we're grateful that like the father in the story, you are a God that doesn't wait for us to apologize, doesn't wait for us to be sorry for anything, but just offers unconditional love, support, acceptance, grace. And so I pray that as we move forward through this week, that whether we do or don't experience this fear of missing out, I pray that we would have opportunities to explore our values, to understand our values. What do we value in us? What do we value in our family? And I pray that we'd have an opportunity to filter the things that we want through what we value. So we thank you for that today, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next. 
to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.